We're live in 54555. Hey, I just want to welcome you. I want to welcome to our broadcast. We're not face to face, but I know that God is going to do some amazing things today because He is an amazing God. I want to welcome you to Word of Life Family Church where we believe that the Lord our God is on the throne today. Father, in the name of Jesus, we welcome you here, your presence and your power. Father, we say welcome here in Jesus' name. We're ready to worship you. We're ready to put everything aside from the week. Our eyes are focused on you. Have your way today in Jesus' name. Let's worship. God bless you. Thank you. 
Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Just want to share a couple scriptures. Is that all right with you this morning? I can hear you all saying yes. Yes, it's, a, it's good to share the word. Amen. Hallelujah. Excuse me. Psalms 89, 1 and 2 says, I will sing of the Lord's great love forever. With my mouth, I will make your faithfulness known through all generations. I will declare that your love stands firm forever that you have established your faithfulness in heaven itself. Excuse me. Psalms 92, 1 through 4 says, It is good to praise the Lord and to make music to your name, O Most High, proclaiming your love in the morning. Can we do that? Let's proclaim his love this morning. Proclaiming your love in the morning and your faithfulness at night. To the music of the ten-stringed lyre, to the melody of the harp, for you make me glad by your good deeds. I sing for joy at what your hands have done. It's, it's important to really immerse ourselves in the Word of God. There's so many voices, not just because we're going through this crazy time right now, but even after this is over, because it will be over eventually, and we're all going to go back to normal, sitting here <laughs> in church, going through our everyday life, and it's important to immerse ourselves in the Word of God, because the thoughts that are coming all <laughs> from every direction the Bible says that he's given you a shield of faith to be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked. And those are thoughts and ideas and suggestions that he's placing, he's whispering, sometimes screaming. <laughs> but God's word is faithful and it will never return void. It will never return to him void. So I just want to encourage you to be faithful to his word. There's a scripture that says, and I don't know where it's found, but maybe you can look it up. It says, if you, God says, if you will honor me, then I will honor you. And I think of what honor is, is it's placing value on what he values. We honor his word. We place value on his word. It's higher than anything. So, Father, right now we just come before you and we thank you for your word. We thank you that we have access to your word. I thank you, Lord, that your word says that you sing songs of deliverance over us. You sing songs of joy over us. Lord, we desire to sing to you this morning. To proclaim your goodness and your faithfulness through everything, no matter what we're facing. He stretched his arms out, Jesus did, to take every single one of our sins upon him so that we could live, live without sin in our life, live without the dictation of sin in our life. Good news. 
<laughs> Amen? That's good news.
Father, we just thank you that you call us to a life surrendered, surrendered, surrendered to you. Jesus, we thank you that you are the perfect example of what it looks like to, to live a surrendered life to the Father. Your word says that you were obedient to the Father unto death. And it says that you were obedient to the Father because of your love for the Father. And you've called us to do the same, to be obedient because of our love for the Father. And we can only love the Father if we recognize how much he loves us. Amen? if I read one more scripture. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is one that is my favorite, if you can have favorites. But it's Psalms 139. This passage of scripture has been there with me through a lot. If, if you understand what I'm saying. When there's times where we question times where we just don't know what weighs up. <laughs> uh, a lot of times this is the scripture I go to. It says, O oh Lord, you have examined my heart. You know everything about me. You know when I sit down or even stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home, which we're doing a lot of resting at home. Except Deb, you're still working, I guess. You're still working too, Steve. And Brian, you're still working. You work too much? <laughs> We're not. The three of us are not working at the moment. So he says, you know, you see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it. You go before me and you follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to the heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night. But even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body, and you knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O oh God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. 
Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. I just want to give you a word of encouragement this morning. He thinks precious thoughts about you. He thinks precious thoughts about your neighbors. If you Google it, you can see how many grains of sand is just in one little bucket. And it's like millions. I looked it up one time, but I can't remember now. <laughs> That's just in one bucket. But he, but he thinks more, like more precious thoughts about you than the grains of sand. Like in all of the world, our vocabulary can't even... We can't even come up with that many words. It's so amazing. So recognize this morning you are precious. Your children are precious. Children, your parents are precious. That's a good word. <laughs> he says he thinks more precious thoughts about you than the grains of sand. So be encouraged. Sing from that place of recognizing what he says about you. Amen.
you, Father. God, you are so good. I want to take an opportunity. It's, it's a song like this that reminds us of how great God is and how much he loves us. In a time, man, where things are really crazy, it's easy to be in a lot of despair. And I'm thankful that God, he's on the throne. He cares. He loves us. He loves us so much that he sent Jesus. I pray that you would receive Christ today. If you've never done it, do it today. He's good. He's great. He brings hope in a hopeless time. He brings peace in an unpeaceful time. He brings rest when it seems like there's no rest. Invite Jesus into your life. The Bible says clearly it's easy. It was, it, he paid it all. He, he, it, it cost him everything. But it's free to us. If we would just say yes, we would say, Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I invite you in right now. I thank you that God says in his word, he says, at a moment, instantly, he will come in and he will change your life. It doesn't mean everything's going to be perfect and rosy, but it does mean that when you are tried, when you are facing circumstance and challenge, you're not alone. We have a great God, a powerful God that can walk right alongside of you. God, in the name of Jesus, I pray here today as we, as we get into your word, as we hear how great you are, that we would receive that greatness, which is the gift of Jesus. God, we receive Christ into our life right now, all across every room, every living room, every kitchen, every place that is being viewed today. I pray now, Holy Spirit, that you're entering in to their home. We say yes to you, Father. Jesus, yes. Father, we thank you for receiving you. It says the moment we receive you, come in. Father, we receive you now. And now I pray, Father, for just a peace that passes all understanding. Father, I pray that in a, in a time of uncertainty, that we can be certain that you are the rock of our foundation. You are the solid rock. Father, we lean into you today. We love you and we praise you. God, we thank you for sending good news. That is Jesus. We receive it now. We love you and we praise you. God, you are good. In Jesus' name, the body of Christ said, amen and amen. Well, God bless you. Thank you for, for being here this morning. Thank you for being a part of Word of Life Family Church. My name is Pastor Jason. I'm excited to share with you. I almost forgot to come up in, uh, a moment ago because I was so enthralled in in worship and just uh, receiving what God is doing. But uh, let me tell you, uh, his presence is thick here, and I, I sense that his presence is also thick with you today now as well. Hey, I just wanted to say thank you again for being a part of, of our service. This is, we're still getting used to it. It's still kind of weird, uh, but hey, uh, it's the new normal for now. And uh, what we are been, if we have been encouraged in that Many people have seen our services, have called on the name of Jesus over the last couple of weeks. Despite all the challenges and circumstances that's going on in our world, people are coming to the kingdom. And for that, I say praise God. Amen. I'm so excited to, to share with you today, and I wanted to just kind of touch base. I, I do want to remind you, too, that if you would continue to, to, to send in your tithes and offerings, I want to remind you um, that what a blessing. We've, we've received tithes and offerings from folks that we've not received from before, so thank you for that support. We appreciate it so much. Uh, we're, by, we're, we're coming together, we're unifying, and we're going to get through this in Jesus' name. And so I also want to remind you, not only can you send a check in if you need to into our our 
our location, which is 104 Fairway Drive, Phillips, Wisconsin, 54555. That's 104 Fairway Drive, Phillips, Wisconsin, 54555. You can also give on our website, wordoflifefamilychurch.org, and you can go right to the Give tab, and uh, you can do that electronically as well. I appreciate you doing that, and we just want to get some of that business taken care of. And again, I want to say thank you. I also want to remind you, hey, make sure you, you like and comment and share uh, and uh, in, encourages us. We don't get the, the AM, uh, uh, the AMs, the amens that we normally get here. So help us by commenting and sharing and liking. And uh, don't forget, if you can't watch this in entirety, don't worry. You can go to our website and you can see it in its entirety later on today. Uh, again, I want to welcome you. I noticed um, in, in the early in the broadcast that we had people from from all over, not all over Wisconsin. Uh, we had an office. I think there was an office of health workers that were watching. Uh, and so I want to say thank you for that. God is good. Amen. Hey, I just wanted to, to talk a little bit. We've been in this series and I didn't know it was going to become a series, uh, but it's become a series and the series is entitled Not Afraid. And so it, a couple weeks ago, we talked about not being afraid, that we are, we are walking by faith and not by fear, that we're not in fear, that we have not been given the spirit of fear or timidity, but of power and of a sound mind. And so we've been talking on that. Last week, we talked about that we are contagious of something. We are contagious, and what we're contagious of is hope. We are hope dealers. We are hope spreaders. And uh, I hope that you are doing that today, every day, reminding yourself of that today. So today I wanted to switch gears just a little bit because I wanted to talk about our perspective. I think our perspective is very important, especially in the time like this, to have a clear perspective of all that's going on. I, I do want to start um, this message with a quick story. Uh, there was this man, he was flipping through Facebook Marketplace ads, and he came across this post. Now, I don't know if you've done this. I've flipped through Facebook Marketplace. I've spent hours just flipping through. I spent so much money just watching. But anyway, this man is flipping through Facebook and Market, and he's looking at this, and he sees this ad. He sees this post. It says, hunting dog for sale, $2,500, but well worth it. Well, he, he, he's like, well, that seems expensive. And he's like, I don't know. So he messaged, he messaged him and back, and he said to the seller, and he told him, he said, hey, I've got to see the dog in action before I'm going to make any purchase. And so the next morning, they, they made arrangements to meet, and they went hunting. And after about an hour, sure enough, the dog flushed out two uh, birds from a clump of bushes, and, and the, they, they took a shot, and the birds fell in the water. And then amazingly, the dog began to walk on top of the water. He went to grab the birds and walk back to the top of the water, on top of the water. Well, this man was shocked. He's like, just take my money right now. Yes, I want this dog. This is amazing. And so he's like totally shocked. So he bought the dog right on the spot. So the next day, he's talking to his brother. He's trying to persuade his brother. He's like, hey, I got this dog. I, you got to come see him in action. It's amazing. And so he finally persuades his brother that doesn't even like to hunt to go hunting with him. And so they go hunting. And sure enough, it, they're, they're just about over an hour or so. And sure enough, this dog flushes up a couple more birds. And the dog, again, as they shot and the birds fell, again, the dog walks across the water, retrieves the bird, and walks back right on top of the water. And right to their boat, and he is his brother. It's like, so what do you think? Wow, what do you think, huh? Did I get a good purchase? Isn't this amazing? And the brother thought for a moment. He just kind of stopped, and he kind of pondered. And he says, so what you're telling me is you bought a dog 
that can't swim. Perspective is important. Perspective is important. And today I want to talk about perspective today. Let's pray. Father, we love you and we praise you. We ask you, Father, that you would lead and guide us this message today. Ask you that we disconnect uh, my, my tongue from me personally. Father, that we be connected to your spirit, that we might hear your words, that we might be led by you, and God, that we might be more like you. Father, I pray this in your holy, mighty name. That is Jesus. We thank you for sending him. We love him. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, lately I've kind of changed some of my prayer life, some of our prayers uh, to God in, in, in lieu of all of this kind of stuff is that uh, uh, instead of asking for items like on a page, I don't know if you, you do, you know, you, you write a list, prayer list, and, 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 and even you can write lists and it can be promises and promises from God. But I begin to ask God to change those things because what I realize is I need him to bless my perspective before I can ever understand what or can see these promises. I begin to realize that without his perspective, without his point of view on things, I could totally miss a blessing. I could totally miss what he's doing in my life if I don't have the right kind of perspective. All the miraculous, he could do the most miraculous things like a dog walking on the water. and We could totally miss it if we don't have our perspectives in the right position. What we're trying to say, what we're trying to do, what we realize is that as we are praying to God and we're asking, we're asking God to actually bless us as we see things. We know that we're imperfect. He's not. He's perfect. And so by switching and changing, what I think we're really what God really wants us to see is from his perspective. And when we see from his perspective, we see that life abundant. We can see all and, and be easily be thankful for all that he's given I think one of the most powerful things that you could do, I could do, we could do, is that we can ask God to help us see as God sees them. To be completely honest, in reality, the only thing that we can control is our perspective. I know this because as soon as, right, you, you probably recognize this, as soon as you get, take care of one problem, it seems in a moment there's another one right behind it to kind of try to attack us. And it's like, what is going on? I can't believe this. And so listen, but what we can do, what we can control, we can't control circumstances and challenges and, and, and problems and things that happen in this world, but we can control what it does to us because we have control over our perspective and what we see. Uh, you're saying, well, thanks, Pastor, for that good news. Thanks so much. I'm going to have more problems. What I want to see and what I want to say is this, in John chapter 16, verse 33, Jesus said this. And Jesus, if Jesus said it, it's got to be real, right? He says, Jesus says this, he says, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you'll have trouble. But take heart, I've overcome the world. I want to say that again. In this world, we're going to have troubles. We're going to have challenges. But take heart, he's overcome the world. He's overcome it. And just is the same as he's overcome, as he says in this scripture, he's overcome this issue, this challenge, this, tri- this problem that we are dealing with today. He's overcome. He is, has an answer. So I believe our time with God, with his help, I believe over time and, and with his help, that we can gain mastery not only over 
uh, our hopes and peace through Christ, but we can also gain mastery over our perspective, even in this current time, in this current attack. You know, I want you to know this. You know, when the battle, it gets harder, God is stronger. He is the rescuer. He's more than powerful. He's more than enough. As we sang last week, if you were here with us, hey, he's a way maker. God is doing miraculous. He is doing the miraculous. Even right now, in the midst and the challenge of all of this, he is doing amazing things. God is on the throne. I'm telling you, there's good news. And my hope is that at Word of Life Family Church that we're able to feed you and, and just overload you with the truth. That is, God is good. He's good. He's good. He's great. He's mighty. And I want you to know good news. I want you to know that God is supernatural. He's not, he's not limited to the natural of things. He is a supernatural, almighty, groundbreaking Father. He's good. He's mighty. Now, I know that at this time, in this moment, it feels like our foundations are being shaken. All that we know, understand, the, the daily routines that we had have changed. It's different. But maybe, just maybe, like Paul and Silas when they're in prison, as they begin to have the perspective, we're going to praise him in the middle of the storm, in the middle of us being imprisoned. Listen, you know what happened? When they begin to praise, when they begin to sing, their foundations also begin to shake. But it shook for their purpose. And the purpose was that it began as the foundation began to shake. Don't worry. The foundations might be shaking because the prison walls are coming down. Maybe it's because the, the prison gates are opened up. I believe that the chains that are holding us down and burdening us are being loosed right now. Though it's crazy time. And though the foundations are shaking, not our God. He's a God. He's awesome. And he's mighty. He's on the throne. I declare that. In Jesus' name. Perspectives are important. Perspective is so important. Why? Why is, I, I, asked, I asked the Holy Spirit, I said, why, why God, why is, why is this perspective, why is it so important, especially in this time, why? And he said, this was the power word, and I'm going to just give it to you. This is what he said. It often determines, our perspective often determines our identity. By the way we see things, we will decide who we are. Or, or how, we, how we respond by our perspective. By the way we see things, it often determines us. Now, I want to remind you, in 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, this is one of many scriptures, is the truth of who we are. It says, you, dear children, are from God. See, if we don't have a right perspective, if we, can, if we mess up the perspective, we forget the promise that as we become in Christ, we are his kids, we are his kids, and he is our God, he is our dad. It goes on to say, you dear children are from God and have overcome them. See, we've been overcomers because the one who is in you is greater than the one who's in the world. We could say it like this. We could say the one that's greater in you is greater than any pandemic, any disease, any virus, any hurt, any challenge. God is bigger than that thing. I promise you. Why? Why is that? Because you're his child and he cares for his kids. And so I want to remind you, but if we don't see it, if we don't have a perspective, we don't have the right kind of perspective, again, we can lose and forget all of those promises and we can just live in this hurt, in this challenge, in despair. 
but that's not what God wants. Not in a, in a million years. He come to bring good news, and I want to bring good news to you. So if I have two points I want to share with you today, just two, two, just two. That's pretty amazing for a pastor, just to have two points. And so I have two points for you today. The first point is we're looking about perspective, is that your, your perspective is a result. Well, listen to this. Your perspective right now is a result of your connections. Let me, let me say it this way. Your perspective is a byproduct of or a result of your connections or those that, the things that you associate with. The perspective you have right now about what, what's going on in your life and your job and your abilities is a product of the associations in which you've made. L- let, me, let, me, let me just uh, explain this to you. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. We've read it before. We'll read it again. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. God's will is perfect, and he's pleasing. Listen, the perspective, when we have that perspective, we begin to let that transform and renew our mind. We get a perspective that he's good, he's great. And that's the perspective he wants us to see because that's the truth. That is the truth. Romans chapter 10, verse 17 says, Consequently, faith comes by from hearing the message or the good news, one translation says. And the message is heard through the word about Christ. It's all because of Jesus. It's all because of his sacrifice and his willingness to come and, re- and for us to be received. But we've been given a gift. And we can build up that gift by staying in him, renewing our mind, and keeping a connection. It's important connections. This live broadcast, it's important that we keep a connection. Otherwise, we lose connection with you, and we miss what's going on. Connections are important. Associations are, point, are, are, are important. If, if I'm associating this with this, then, then, and it's not what God has, then I will walk in a misled walk. I won't, I won't walk and follow what God wants me to do. Uh, the next thing I'll read is 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. It says, And we also thank God continually because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it. Not as human word, but as it actually is words of God, which is indeed at work in you, listen, who believe. Listen, perspective is important because perspective will determine what you believe. It's, it's, it's in the way that we see the truth, if we'll see the truth, that will allow us to believe. And then when we believe, we'll walk. So I'm going to tell you today, believe the truth of God. Get a perspective that's here in this word that helps to reveal and show truth, and love, and faith, and hope, and peace, and patience, and all the things that we need in this time. If you think about it, this idea of associations is really the, the very meaning of maturity. We've been talking about maturity over the last few weeks here at Word of Life Family Church, being mature in Christ. And matures, it's, maturity is this. It's changing the way of thinking, making a better or, or a more accurate association. Let me, let me tell you, for instance, I used to tell my kids, uh, probably you did too, Hey, it's not a good idea. I don't want you to play out in the highway. It's not safe. Now, for a kid, you're thinking, man, dad's taking all my fun away. And it's not until we begin to understand as we begin to change and we begin to grow and mature, we realize that it wasn't trying to, I wasn't trying to take their fun away. I was trying to protect them. 
See, but their perception was fun. It's because we're, if we're, we're not getting an understanding. If we're not growing in maturity, we won't understand. But the perspective as we grow, we realize and understand that this was for protection. This is what maturity is. It's making better connections. It's changing the way we think to, according to uh, how Romans says, trans, uh, renewing our minds. Not to the, what the world says, but what the God's word says. And so I want you to understand as we begin to grow and mature and as we begin to look at this, we begin to pay attention. I want you to begin to pay attention to your connections, your associations. I want you to begin to think, what is driving your perspective today? I know that we have all kinds of news feeds. We have all kinds of news. And I'm not trying to say that we just put our head in the sand and ignore it. But what is our perspective? If we have the right perspective, even when we hear bad news, it won't move us. So the important part is to keep the right perspective. Here's the second point. We're almost done, I promise. This is the second point. This is very important as well. It says our perspective, your perspective, my perspective, our perspective will cause us to become jailbirds or freebirds. Let me explain. Your perspective will either be the thing that confines you, the way you see will either confine you and hold you back, or it can be the way, the thing that can very much release you into the things that God is and who he wants you to be. The way that God, in fact, has designed you and your life to operate, to be a free bird. Now, I'm not promoting uh, uh, Leonard Skinner or anything, but I want you to understand this idea. Listen, listen, you're a free bird. You're not jailbird. You're not locked down. Our perceptions will cause us to hold us back into cages sin or They'll let us go. I want to read Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, as we think about being a free bird. Listen, listen to this. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. So we got to check our perspective. Checking our perspective, listen, is a daily habit. It's more important than brushing your teeth, taking showers, working out, losing weight, doing all these. It's more important than that. When we begin to change the habit of saying, I want to check my perspective this morning, today, tomorrow, all of those things. Listen, we can listen. If we don't listen, we'll always see lack. If we don't check our perspective, we'll always see hurt and challenge and heartache. There's plenty of it to be seen. But God says, I want, to see, I want you to see differently. I want you to see from my eyes, my blessings, my promises. If we don't check our perspective, we could be the most beautiful person. You can be the smartest of smarts. Listen, you can be the most talented. But if your perception is off, you'll never allow yourself to see your, the way that God's made you. It will never happen. Listen, there's times when we have our identity. I said our perspective often affects our identity. And if we don't have the right perspective, and this is the idea. If we don't see ourselves the way God sees us, he says you're beautifully, wonderfully made. He says, before I knew you, I formed you, and I had a plan for you, a plan to prosper you. This is the truth, and this is the perspective that we should be looking at. So no matter, God has given you gifts and talents and abilities. God has given you the ability to speak, to give someone a, not a hug, because we don't do that right now, elbow or, 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 or a wink from afar, six feet, six feet. But listen, if, remember that he's given you that ability and it can rapidly change someone. And I want you to remind you of that. 
So if we fix our perspective, if we, if we use this perspective that God has for us, I promise you we'll see greater things. So say this with me. I know I can't hear you, so I'm just going to assume you're saying it with me, but say this with me. I've got to check my perspective. All right, let's say it again real loud for the kids to hear you. Ready? I've got to check my perspective. In Jesus' name, amen. See, this is the truth. When we begin to realize that when we begin to realize the connection that you have, that I have, that we have, when we begin to see that, listen, let, let me just tell you this. Your pers- the real perception, the real truth, the really point of view, according to what God's word says, listen, you are connected to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You are connected to the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. You're connected to the author and the finisher of your faith. Listen, perspectives are important. We have to check our perspective. Now, to go back to the first point. Perspective is a result of your connections. And according to my connection, according to your connection, according to our connection in Christ, all, all of our needs will be met according to his riches in Christ Jesus. According to, to that connection, nothing, I said nothing, is impossible for God, this is his promise. According to the connection that we have in Christ and the, perspe- and the perspective of that, it says, according to my connection, by his stripes we were healed. We declare that in Jesus' name. Because of your connection, because of my connection, because of our connection, we can have a spirit of, of love and power and of sound mind. First Timothy, Second Timothy 1.7, God has not given me, you, us, a spirit of fear. No, 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 no. But of power his power, his might, his love, and a sound mind. And that's why, that's why in that perspective, that's why Paul and Silas, because of that connection, were able to lift their hands in the moment, in the time that they were imprisoned, beaten in, 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 in a bad way. Listen, I, I'm not, I haven't been beaten. I feel like I've been imprisoned with this quarantine. But listen, we can take this time, just like Paul and Silas They chose to lift their hands to praise. The perspective is God is good all of the time. And as they begin to praise, I want to remind you again, the chains that held them were loosed. I believe that today for you. In your mind, you're like, oh, I'm not imprisoned. But in our mind, fear is trying to imprison us. It's trying to burden us. The, 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 The wonder, am I going to be able to work? Am I going to be able to make my bills? Am I going to be able to this and that and the other? Listen, listen, this is the time when we take a perspective, God's view. God's view is good. He's perfect and he's pleasing. And he says, if we'll renew our mind to what he's already said, can I remind you, this, none of this has caught God off guard. I, I know I said this, but I want to remind you over and over again, this didn't catch God off guard. And this could be the time when God can do what the enemy meant for evil, can turn for our good. I believe that. I believe that. We see that in church. We see that all, all along our communities. People coming together and unifying for purpose. This can be a good day. Why do you say that? Why do I say that? Because it's the perspective that God has. God's perspective is good. And I can see clearly that God is doing more and immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine today. So I want to close with this. I want to close with a, a final scripture. It comes from John chapter 8, verse 33, or 32 rather. And he says this, Jesus says this, and we shall know 
the truth and the true self make you free. Let me say that again because I kind of messed that up. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Now, we need to look at the verse before this as well to help understand the context or the meaning here. So in, first, in, in John chapter 8, verse 31, he then says, Jesus said to those Jews which believe on him, if, if ye continue in my word, then you are disciples indeed. Listen, the understanding is this. If you have his perspective, if you will gain his perspective, then you'll know the truth and that truth will set you free. Do you see me today? You understand what I mean? That we have to get into his word to realign this. Don't let what's going on in this life jail, make you a jailbird. Get into his word and let the freedom of God, his promise, free you out and be a free bird. He goes on to say, and you know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And when you know the truth, listen, that word know, it's a very intimate, very amazing word. It's the same word that God used when he said that, that Eve should know his, uh, to know Adam and Eve, they should know each other, they would conceive. What is it saying? It's saying that relationship gets so conceived. When we know him, we know his perspective, when we know who he is, then it will birth within us, will conceive within us the truth of God. Now, not only are we able to stand firm and challenge, but we're able to be a light to others. And that's the desire of God today. I, I want to remind you, you may or may not know this, uh, but we, we had a word of, uh, that we had from the beginning of this year. It comes from Colossians chapter 3. I want to read it to you. And this was just kind of the word that God gave us in the beginning of the year, way before we knew anything that was going on. It says, since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. I appreciate how the message translation, and I think you'll see the correlation today. In the message translation of Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 and 2, it says, so if you are serious about living in this new resurrected life with Christ, pursue things which over, pursue the things over which Christ presides. In other words, seek out Him. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorbed with the things of the world. All of the things that are right in front of you. No, no, no. Look up and be alert to what's going on around. Christ is on the throne. That's where the action in is, it says. It says, see things. Listen, he says, see things from his perspective. God told us at the beginning of the year to see from his perspective. He knew what was going to happen. He knew the challenges we were going to face. And yet he told us, get ready. Raise your heads up. Raise above. Elevate. I want to encourage you today, you can elevate. You can't elevate in your own, in your own deeds, in your own thing. It only comes through Christ. It only comes in that true belief, in that true uh, truth that God is on the throne and he loves you and that God loves us so much. Listen, God didn't just shout it from heaven. Hey, I love you. No, he sent love 
to, to this earth. That is Christ. He sent Jesus. He not only said, hey, I did, but he was a doer. He showed us by sending his very son. And then his son came and lived, gave his life so that we could have a relationship with the Father once again. I'm so thankful. This is the perspective that God wants us to have. And this is a perspective that will help change things. So my prayer today, as we, as we close out today, this is my prayer. That you would change, uh, consider changing your prayers. That you too would ask God to shift your perspective. That you might see how God sees. That you might believe. Listen, when we do this, this is when we can see his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is the kind of faith and the promise that he says. He said we can pray that. He said, he gave us, he said, the disciples asked him, how are we supposed to pray, Father? How are we supposed to do it? He said, listen, pray like this. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. God, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I'm going to invite you to invite yourself to pray those, those kind of prayers. And I promise, I promise that though all of the problems in this world won't disappear, God will appear and he will walk with you and he'll talk with you. Just like though we can't meet face to face, and I promise you, God wants to meet you face to face. I want to welcome you. I want to say thank you so much for being here again. I want you to know that God loves you unconditionally. Receive him. Accept him. Don't let the enemy lie to you. He loves you. God loves you. He knows the mistakes. He knows the challenges. He knows the sin. And yet he sent his son. He didn't send because he thought, oh, he didn't send his son because he thought, oh, those are really good people. No, he sent for the sinners like you and me. And so I want to invite you to do that. We've got good news. The good news, God's on the throne and he loves you and me. He's invited us to have a relationship. If you didn't do that yet, I say that you would do this in Jesus' name. Say this with me. Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I receive you now in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Amen. I want, to, I want to remind you, if this is the first time you've said it, please give us a comment. We want to pray with you. We want to celebrate with you. And, uh, and I just want to welcome you into the family of God today. Hey, thanks for being here. God bless you. We're going to close out, but I just want to say God bless you. May the Lord keep you. May his face shine upon you in Jesus' name. I pray no evil shall befall, no plague come nigh your dwelling. I thank you that, Father, you would send your angels to take charge over them, keep them, protect them, and all that they are and all that they do. God, I thank you. Your word says we're your kids. We're your child. And so, Father, I thank you. It's in that promise and in that perspective that you said that we are the head and not the tail, that we are above and not beneath. May we fly like the eagle in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. We'll hope to see you next week in Jesus' name. Bye-bye.